Top tech companies like Intel have a secret to their success. They get the best talent, reliable infrastructure, and save on costs by expanding in Ohio, the new Silicon Heartland. Learn how your business can succeed in Ohio. Visit successinohio.com. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast, the podcast for Goldmine Magazine. The Music Collectors Magazine. Goldmine is a proud member of Pantheon Podcasts, the platform of music podcasts. And this is editor Patrick Prince. We are honored to have as our guest Michael Cartelloni. And Michael is the drummer for Leonard Skinnerd currently. He has also been the drummer for Damn Yankees and Accept, as well as other bands. Now, Michael is also a fantastic fine artist, a painter, and he has been since he was a child, really, and he has recently teamed up with Goldmine and his favorite charity, the Cancer Support Community, cancersupportcommunity.org, to auction off a version, a reproduction of one of his paintings. It's a painting of the late Ronnie Van Zant the vocalist of Leonard Skinner. And as most of you know, as many fans know, Ronnie died in the band's infamous plane crash in 1977. Now you could go to goldminemag.com backslash collector-resources and see right there underneath an interview with Michael about the painting and where to go to bid on the painting. And actually, you could bid on the painting right now. The auction is set up, but it doesn't go officially live until March 1st. And it runs from March 1st to March 7th. And as I said, the money will go to the cancer support community. But Michael is going to fill us in on everything about the painting. We'll also talk to him about uh, his past with painting, how he got started and all the other different paintings, styles, themes that he's he's painted over the years. And of course, we're going to talk about his drumming too. And we'll be right back with Michael after this short message. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Well, welcome, Michael, to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Pat. How are you? Now, I said in the intro how you teamed up with Goldmine and your favorite charity, the Cancer Support Community, to auction off this version of your painting, a painting of the late Ronnie Van Zandt. And now, maybe you could tell us a few things. Why you chose the Cancer Support Community as your charity of choice, and why you decided to 
back when you started this painting, why you decided to do a portrait of Ronnie. Besides okay, uh, the obvious that you're the drummer and Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that ties in nicely. So uh, regarding the relationship with cancer support community, uh, it's a great group of people. It's a wonderful charity with a wonderful cause. And I've had friends um, involved in the administrative end of that organization. And they approached me about... I guess six years ago, asking if I would be willing to do a, um, uh, a donation of a piece of artwork to one of their silent auctions, which I happily did and have done so every year since. Hmm. Um, in answer to the desire to paint Ronnie Van Zandt, you know, uh, 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 now that I've been in Skinner for 23 years, it certainly has been the longest gig that I've ever had and, and could not be happier doing it. And I thought I wanted to do something to commemorate my tenure with Skinner and also do something that really showed my gratitude to Ronnie and his legacy. Mm-hmm. And the idea of doing that, um, that portrait, which I did a few years back, was really satisfying. And um, I couldn't be happier that that is now the the piece that is part of this um, auction that we are promoting. Now, it's not the real painting that you're auctioning off. It's a reproduction. Maybe you can explain to those who don't know much about art reproductions what kind of reproduction it is. Sure. Um, I can tell you, Pat, that the original painting is in the Hard Rock Cafe collection. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, regarding the the piece that's in this auction, it is a um, it's a canvas print, um, which the industry calls a gicle, and they have this wonderful printing technology where they can print right onto a piece of textured canvas, and it really looks and feels like an original painting. So the um, the piece that is in the auction is a 20-inch by 20-inch clay of that Ronnie painting. Hmm. Now, now, if listeners look at the page that this podcast sits on, you could compare a live photo of Ronnie on stage and Michael's painting, and you could see he's wearing the same hat and... God, uh, it looks just like him. It really does. What did you use as a reference? Did you use a photo? Did you, obviously being in the band, you've seen many photos of Ronnie and you obviously working with his brother, Johnny. What did you use as a reference? I, I did look at several different photographs of Ronnie, but I, I didn't want to work from just one photograph and do a derivative painting of, of an image that people have already seen. So um, using all the photographs, I created a composite, as it were, and did some sketches and, um, and then just started working on the, on the painting. And, and while I was working on it, I was carrying the canvas with me uh, on tour. Mm. You know, the, the band has a lot of time during the day 
And I started painting during the course of our touring many years ago. It's just a great way for me to make productive use of the afternoon. It's also a really nice balance for me to have that kind of quiet time in my hotel room painting, um, which is the exact opposite of the very loud night I'm about to have. (laughs) So um, what worked out nicely about painting the Ronnie portrait on tour is his brother Johnny was right down the hall. And he would come over to my room now and then and look at the painting as it was unfolding. And he would then give me just great little kind of insider advice that only a a brother would know, you know, about a specific color of the eyes or the way that hairs on the beard would grow. I mean... You know, you you can't get that kind of stuff from pictures. So Johnny was invaluable while I was painting it. And it was really fun for him to come down to the room and see the work, you know, as it materialized. And there's one really great story, and that is when the painting was finally done, I called Gary Rossington and had him come down to the room. And he told me that he was, a little kind of apprehensive about walking in the room and seeing this painting. Mm. But he said when he walked in, I remember this very clearly, he walked in the room and it stopped him in his tracks. And he held up his arm and he said, the hairs on my arm are standing up. Mm. Interesting. That's, it's interesting that you bring him up because you also did a portrait of him, but playing live. Now, I did, yeah. Yeah, but you chose a different way of painting him. I think you did a pixelism technique with him, right? No, no. The um, Oh, it was, Van Go- it was a Van Gogh-type style, yeah. right? Yes. It was, it, was, it was based off of The Starry Night. And um, by, by the way, I, I painted that um, without telling Gary and his wife, Dale. Dale was one of our background singers. Mm. And um, they had no idea I was doing that. Uh, The reason I did the Van Gogh approach, Gary and Dale, like myself, love Van Gogh's work. And I thought, oh, this would be really fun to put Gary in that environment Mm. um, with all the swirly, colorful paint. (laughs) Um, And... uh, um, so I painted that here at home. The band was was doing a tour of just weekends at that point in time. So I was home every week. And I thought, well, I'll just paint while I'm home. There's no reason to carry the canvas out just for an overnight. So um, once the painting was done, I did bring it out on the road. I set it up on an easel in my hotel room. And I called Gary and Dale, and I said, hey, could you guys come down to my room for a minute? Um, You know, I need to talk with you about something. And I probably made it sound more serious than it was. (laughs) So they come down to the room, and I had put a bed sheet over the canvas for, like, the grand unveil. (laughs) And they walk in the room, and they see the easel there, 
and I say, I thought you guys would like to see this. This is something I've been working on at home. I just finished it, and I yanked the sheet off, and Gary looked at it. <laughs> this is classic. Gary looked at the painting, and he looked at me, and he said, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and he laughed, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have it hanging okay. up? They have that painting hanging up in their home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now he's a part of Van Gogh. <laughs> That's right. Oh, funny moment. Well, what's great is that you paint, like you said, you paint on the road, and you probably have this routine with your paintbrushes and your cases to store everything, but I got to say, it must be hard carrying around a canvas, yeah. Um, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that Ronnie painting is um, 30 inches in diameter. I'm sorry, it's not a circle. It's 30 inches by... 30 inches squared. Yep. And um, I had a case built, uh, um, you know, it looks like a, a, a heavy-duty flight case that you would picture a band rolling in and out of a truck. You know, mm. it's got the big metal corners. It's got the big latches. When it props open, it's foam-lined, and it's, you know, custom-made where the painting sits right in it without moving. And, um, you know, I thought, well, this painting is so big, uh, I need to protect it. So I had this case made, and I would just haul it around and did sell that whole summer. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. But you have a funny story, too, about you're going through your routine, and you documented this on your website of you painting this Ronnie portrait and the process, you did a nice documentary of it, like almost every day, um, and how it evolved. But you had a funny story about a window washer, right? You're, <laughs> you yeah. were right. So, so this um, it's a it's a slideshow of still photographs. Yeah, and it, it is viewable on my website, which is www.michaelcartoloni.com. And on the on the page dedicated to the Ronnie Van Zant painting, mm. you you can click on the slideshow, and basically every day wherever I happen to be, in whatever given city and whatever given hotel, I would set up the easel and take a picture of the painting in progress. So you so it's fun because you could see the painting go from a blank canvas to the finished work and the scenery keeps changing well the day that you mentioned we were in canada i don't remember off the top of my head what the town is but we were in a town in canada and like always i set up the easel right next to the window to get the natural light uh well the photograph that's on the slideshow shows the room the easel sitting there with the painting and outside of the window is a window washer wearing like a harness rig and he's hanging <laughs> outside the window and he's got the squeegee and um what you don't see in that photograph is what had happened right before i took the photo which was i was sitting at the easel in my underwear working on the painting 
and then looked over my shoulder and saw the window washer hanging outside the window. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure who was more startled, but it was a very funny moment. And I looked at him and I just did the, "Eh, what are you going to do kind of thing? (laughs) Wow. Hilarious. But you probably like to have the scenic view when you paint, right? You like to look out the window. I mean, it's less that. The view is nice, but it's more about just getting the natural light. Yes. uh, On the easel. Right. Um, I should mention, I did start wearing pants from then on. Oh, God. Hey, whatever makes you comfortable, man, to make you paint hey, better. you know what? Yep, it's all about the muse. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. Did you start drumming first or painting as a kid? Painting. Wow. Um, I was um, in kindergarten, which would be, what, four years old, I suppose? Four or five, and, yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the, the kindergarten teacher... Um, noticed that I was really interested in drawing and painting and mentioned something to my parents that, you know, you may want to encourage this. Mm. So the summer after kindergarten, I was four, I now remember, um, my parents enrolled me in a, um, in a summer session at um, the Art Institute of Cleveland, mm. uh, Cleveland, Ohio, which is where I'm from. So I spent the summer as a four-year-old in a very um, intensive uh, art school, mm. which completely went over my head because I was four. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it definitely uh, was the beginning of a lifelong journey. And uh, throughout most of my childhood, I was really focused on visual art and mm. and was convinced I was going to be um, maybe a cartoonist mm-hmm. uh, as a career. Uh, I took every art class available in school, mm. um, you know, elementary school and then high school. Um, but when I turned nine, I started to play drums. Mm. And that quickly took over. Uh, however, I never stopped painting, and um, and in essence, Pat, uh, the, the the music and the and the visual art um, really coexisted my entire life. Hmm. Um, you know, I've always done both. One doesn't mean more to me than the other. As far as I'm concerned, they are. They are split right down the middle. They are they are two halves of a whole for me. They balance each other. They complement each other. It's hard for me to imagine one without the other because they just have coexisted together since I was a kid. Right. I saw something online where you dedicated, you painted your influences um, like there was John Bonham, Ringo Starr. You painted little portraits of them on drum heads, right? Correct? Or was it the drum bass? Uh, it was the actual drum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
uh, yes. So what what you're referring to is um, to commemorate um, a 30 year endorsement with Pearl Drums. Mm. We um, I spoke with them about maybe painting a drum because that's that's a, a pretty good milestone having a 30 year relationship with a music instrument company. Right. And um, so the idea was that I would paint a snare drum, and they said, you know, paint whatever you want. And, and I thought, well, maybe I should paint my drumming heroes. So uh, you are correct. Uh, John Bonham, Rainbow Star. Um, there were room for six bases on the drum, mm. and the other four are um, Bill Bruford, Terry Bozio, mm-hmm. Neil Peart, and Stuart yeah. Copeland. Oh, okay. That's right. I so, recognize uh, Neil Peart. Yeah. So I, I painted that drum uh, during the winter of 2020. Um, Pearl now have it. It has been completely finished. You know, they had to do like an outer lacquer, and then they had to reattach all of the chrome hardware. Although I'm keeping the original drum, we are discussing doing a limited run, reproducing that artwork on snare drums and mm-hmm. having those be sold for charity. I think some of the living drummers would be very into that. <laughs> Especially well, Stuart. Uh, Stuart's Yeah. You know, it's it's um <clears throat> it's funny you say that because uh Terry Bozio and I have been friends for about thirty years. Mm. Uh he's already seen his um portrait because as soon as I was finished I took a photo and sent it to him and he loved it. And Bill Bruford is an acquaintance, and I sent him his, and he loved it, although he said, you know, who is this young man that you made look better than ever did, kind of thing. Uh, Neil Pierce, God bless him, rest in peace, was a friend of 30 years, yeah, and I was really looking forward to sending him the finished photo. Mm. Um, sadly... You know, he's yeah. uh, gone on to a better place. But, uh, but yeah, so far there has been a nice response from that drum. And I did post it on the on my social pages, and mm. people seemed to have really uh, liked it. So hopefully if we do, you know, a number of those for charity, they'll, they'll be well received. Yeah. Did you take uh, color theory, too, in, in school? Because I know you do pixelism. I know you got to have... You should probably have yeah. a good sense of color theory when you do that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, as I say, Pat, uh, uh, it, it's been a lifelong, um, wonderful <clears throat> journey of learning, uh, both musically and artistically. So, uh, yes, all throughout school, you know, starting as that little four-year-old kid up through when I graduated high school, you know, it was it was everything. It was not only color theory, but it was every type of paint, acrylic, oil, watercolor, airbrush, um, sculpture, ceramics, charcoal drawing. And it just, it was, it was every and anything. Mm. And at the end of the day, I now work predominantly in acrylic 
simply because it dries quickly. Yes. Now, it's very important if I'm sitting in a hotel room and I need to pack up the painting at the end of the day and put it back on the tour bus. Of course. Um, now, you have a soft spot for cartoons. While you your love for painting, you were also into animation, correct? Or drawing, oh, illustrating? Yeah, of course. Of course. I, um, You know, that four-year-old kid that went to the Cleveland Institute of Art was a huge fan of Charles Schultz and mm-hmm. the Peanuts right. cartoons. Um, and, you know, of course, then I created my own comic strip. It was about a pet rabbit that I had at the time. And um, so I really thought, you know, being a cartoonist would be where I would, you know, spend my career, my life's work. Um so, yes, there's still a very soft spot for uh, um, cartoons. And I will tell you, um, in the 90s, I was in a band called Dan Yankees, and uh, we were on Warner Brothers Records. Um, and there were a lot of highlights during the Dan Yankee period. One of them, for me, was arrangements were made where I was able to go to the Warner Brothers animation studios and spend a day with all of the artists watching them work on animation cells for a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Wow. Which I had, I had thought, you know, you guys don't realize, realize how close this I am to actually have been doing what you're exactly doing right now. (laughs) So it was really, it was really fun to kind of, you know, just get my toe into, Oh, this could have been my life. Well, you have a, a painting that uh, is pretty well known of Mickey Mouse. It's pixelism. Um, yeah. So you were a fan of Disney as well. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, all of that wonderful uh, um, animation, including comic books. Yes. From the the sixties when I grew up. Right. You know, it's 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 just still right under the top layer of skin for me and. You know, right now I'm working on a, a painting of the Beatles, which is my favorite band. Um, this painting, and I've, I've painted them quite a few times, but mm-hmm. this one happens to have a 60s cartoon comic book feel to it. Mm. So, you know, it's um, it's been an ongoing theme for me. I think, uh, God, or, you know, being a music collector's magazine... And how a lot of our readers are Beatles fans, obviously. Not just for the records that they would collect, because the Beatles had a lot of different pressings, but the memorabilia. And that would be, that would hit home with them uh, to collect yeah. something like that. And well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you a cool story. Um, several years ago, I did a portrait of John Lennon. Yes. And. Um, uh, oh, in fact, you and I spoke about this in the, in yeah. the gold mine interview. It's on, it's on your site, too. It's on your website, correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I did a painting of John Lennon. Um, I uh, have a friend, a photographer named Alan Tannenbaum, who had done a lot of photography of John and Yoko um, right after Double Fantasy came out. Mm-hmm. So much like the... Ronnie painting, 
I used a selection of Alan Tannenbaum's photographs and then made a composite John Lennon, painted it, and uh, and then by chance I happened to, to meet Yoko at one point, and I gave her a little postcard reproduction of the painting, and she really liked it. That's and, cool. And that was a very satisfying yeah, um, sure. moment to have. Yeah. Now, now, lately there's been a lot in the media of rock and roll musicians taking up other creative options like painting. I mean, you know that. I mean, you've been at it. Sure. You started painting before drumming. Now, you have guys like Ron Wood of the Stones, Paul Stanley from Kiss, and others. Do you talk with these fellow musicians about painting? Have well, you? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, Paul Stanley and I have been friends for about 30 years. And um, uh, Paul was instrumental in, in making an um, uh, uh, introduction to Wentworth Gallery. Oh. And that's the that's the gallery chain that represent my work. Oh. They also represent Paul's work, but Paul was the one that made that introduction. Yes. Very kind of him to do that. Uh, I've never met Roddy Wood, but I'm very well acquainted with his work, and I think he's a wonderful painter. And you know, there, there's a bunch of us, Pat. I know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Tony Bennett is a great painter. David Bowie was a great painter. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of musician painters. Grace Slick has been a very well-established, yes. successful painter. Um, there's a bunch of us out there that, yeah. that do this, um, you know, that fall under that musician painter uh, um, label. I just think it would be interesting, like, here would be two musicians, or professional musicians, but instead of talking music, they start talking, you know, art trade or art techniques. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I think well, that's no, cool. And, and you're, you're, you're exactly right about that observation because, you know, Paul Stanley and I met while I was in Damn Yankees. Yeah. But our, our friendship now... And we were we were texting last night about the Beatle painting I'm working on now. Our friendship now is about fine art. Yes. We we rarely talk about music. <laughs> you know, he's, Paul's got a bunch of music friends, but I'm in a very small clique of his painter friends. Yes. So do you guys talk about like what uh, medium or what kind of paint? Because it's not just acrylic; it could be a certain type of acrylic um yeah, what kind no, no, of paintbrushes no, all, 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 all the time that's great uh, we're, we're we're constantly texting photos back and forth of here's this color i just found and well check out this website you can get it's it's been a really fun friendship that has that has blossomed and now is really about this fine art thing so and paul a very talented and incredibly successful painter he's like the main Breadwinner at Wentworth Gallery. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, I really appreciate that this all came together uh, for Goldmine and for you offering up one of your reproductions. And it's a great one, Ronnie Van Zant. And also, it's going, you know, for a great cause. The money's going to go to a great cause. And um, I hope you keep in touch with Goldmine. 
and tell us about your Fab Four painting that whenever it's done. I know it's yeah, almost yeah, finished. Do, you know what? <laughs> Let's do uh, when when it's finished and it gets released into the world. We should do another one of these podcasts. Absolutely. Thank you Great. so thank you so much, Michael. Thank you, Pat. Michael, thank you so much. We appreciate your time, and thanks for getting involved in this great cause. We look forward to see how the auction does. Thank you for putting up your painting for auction, a painting, a reproduction of the painting of Ronnie Van Zant. Leonard Skinner fans, all rock fans are going to love this. And if you're interested, go to goldminemag.com backslash collector dash resources and you could see right under the column there an interview with michael about the painting and it'll tell you where to bid it'll have the link you could also go to michael's website michaelcartelloni.com and also you could go to the cancer support community.org website for more information about what the charity does This is Patrick Prince, editor, signing off. We'll see you in the next podcast. But don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content and a percentage off subscription price. And go to Books A Million and Barnes & Noble for the latest print edition of Goldmine. We'll see you next time. Cheers. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.